What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode is going to be interesting. Is One, it? we haven't seen each other for a it's week. It's been a long time. Two, we have giant coffees. Mm-hmm. Three, I just woke up. <laughs> and four, we're literally getting this episode to Mark a day before it goes up. So we're going to start this episode with a chant for Mark. 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 That was good. Roll the music, Mark. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unsolicited Advice. I'm Ashley. I'm Taryn. And this is the episode where we advise you, like all the rest of the episodes. Can we just talk? Me and Ashley are like, oh my God, first episode of the year. Let's yeah. be like, 2021. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it 2021? 2021. Yeah. And then we were like, wait, we already it dropped looks very an similar to 2020. <laughs> so far. I mean, <laughs> sure. Oh, we're off to a great start. I thought you meant like the number. I was no. like, mm, no, it doesn't. But no. no, but yeah, this year sucks already. <laughs> um, me and Ash literally rang it in by getting a very aggressive Postmates guy. Yeah. And I just want to warn you guys, you know, you know, like when people tell you like, oh, I found out what's really in chocolate milk. And you're like, mm. you have a split second of like, do I want to hear this Oof. and chance ruining something I love? Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you that warning now. This might deter some of you from using Postmates, which we honestly have always been big fans of. We have at least one Postmates here a day. Um, yeah, it's honestly Between true. the three of us. Um, we try our hardest to eat at home, but you know, all three of us are doing a lot of stuff. So between mm-hmm. the three of us, usually there is at least one Postmates here every yeah. single day. <laughs> yeah. So, so I ordered ice cream. Mm-hmm. It was New Year's, New Year's Eve. We're trying to, you know, we were stuck at home. So we were, we're like, let's celebrate. Let's yeah. have some fun. We all ordered like a bunch of different items from different places. So I had we ordered have ice a cream. Yeah. Big buffet. <laughs> so, um, my, I get a notification that my Postmates is here. So I run out grab the bag and then come back. So then Ashley goes out because the Postmates had come back saying something about ice cream. And I was like, yeah, I had ice cream. So we get the ice cream and we start opening the bags and there's this bag of like rice, curry and something else. And I was like, oh, like who ordered this? And they were like, you did. And I was like, no, I didn't. Like I didn't order this. But preface, before there was even a realization that Taryn hadn't ordered this food, I had already taken a bite. <laughs> yeah, because it's like all of us ordered different stuff. So as soon as food came in, we were starving. But so we guys, all just started like ordered, going in. She got garlic naan. 
and I love garlic she anything. Loves the garlic, but naan. specifically garlic bread. And I'm a big fan of garlic naan. So I literally, the second I saw it, I took a huge bite out of it. Yeah, big so, bite. So we realize it's not our food, but we're like, oh well, like it's already in here. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Now. And um, so we get a knock at the door. So we go back and the Postmates guy is like, basically, I gave you the wrong order. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, um, we already like touched it. Like it's been open. We touched it. Well, and it was he, already in our house, let alone. Yeah. We touched like it. the second we grab it and bring it in our house, like it's, it's done. It's done. Mm-hmm. Like it's done. So anyways, he said he's freaking out and I felt bad for him. And I was so yeah. nice. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like we all order different food. Like, you know, we're trying to make this a new year's fun night. Like I'm sorry. And he's like, well, what do you mean? It's been touched. And I was like, no, like it's been opened. And he was like, okay, well, can you just, <laughs> ready? Can you just put it in a bag and give it back? And I was like, um, for what? <laughs> like for what? <laughs> I was like, no, like we've touched the food. Like we started eating the food and he kept asking me to put it in a bag and give it back to him. And so I straight up told him, I was like, I'm really not comfortable with that because like we're in a pandemic mm-hmm. and if we're giving it to you in a bag, if you're going to give that to someone else, like I'm not comfortable being responsible for that. You yeah. know what I mean? So anyways, he was like kind of cussing and kind of getting upset, but he was kind like, of. uh, and he like walked out and then we get the doorbell rings again. Mm-hmm. So this time we go out and he's basically saying, you need to pay me for the food, but in a very aggressive way. Extremely this aggressive is, This way. is the first life lesson of anything. I would have honestly, if he would have came back and been like, like I screwed up, I'm sorry, like whatever. I, I probably would have been like, I'm just going to throw extra money in the tip to cover it because I feel bad for him because mm-hmm. it was obviously an accident. But he came at us so aggressively and this time Ashley was at the door and so she was being so nice and trying to be like, I understand it was a mistake. I killed him with kindness. Totally. It's my go-to move. <laughs> and he he ends by calling us stupid B words. Mm-hmm. And I thought I heard it, but I wasn't quite sure. Mm-hmm. And then Ash turns around and was like, did he just? Mm-hmm. And then it just got it just got bad from there. We it got basically real bad. We basically were I like we're like don't like don't call us that and then like it's your fault like it's not our fault. I don't know why you're being so mad. He kept getting so aggressive to the point where then he yelled, "Go hang yourselves. I hope you slit your wrists. F you." And we jaws to the floor like so shocked i've been yelled at a few times Mm -hmm. in my life i've never had someone say something like that Mm -hmm. like i didn't even know i literally just stood there and i'm i can get a little crazy yeah yeah crazy yeah but i literally was just sitting there because then my brain went straight into oh my god this guy's nuts and he knows where we live so then i was like "Uh who literally just lost his mind yeah has our address and is just telling us to kill ourselves yeah i was like lock the doors set the alarm i went i ran upstairs and was staring out the front window with the lights off (laughs) like a psycho person watching their his every move to see if he was i just sniffed so aggressively (laughs) into the microphone (laughs) i felt it i'm sorry either way long story short we survived we're okay nothing happened um but Watch out for Postmates, guys, because we he we're pretty sure he was going to put the food back in the bag and 
Yeah. Hand it out. Mm-mm. Which Mm-mm. now I, I will say if you learn anything from us, <laughs> one, maybe don't order Postmates. Two, um, if someone's aggressively asking for the food back, like we should have just put it in a bag and given it back because it was so clearly opened that the next people that yeah, got it would have would been have like, it. what is this? You we know, we, I don't think I was thinking that clearly because the whole time I was thinking, excuse me, sir. Like we're in a pandemic. I was thinking very like politically. I was like, excuse me. Like you, you shouldn't be doing yeah. anything. Like you shouldn't touch this. I've yeah. touched it. You know, um, that's how I was thinking. Instead, I should have been like, here you go. Yeah. There's no way you can give this back. Yeah. Like it's, it's clearly been eaten and I should have just, that would have saved a lot of lessons learned. This guy, it was was not fun, but literally that's how we started our new years. And we just were laying on the couch, like bummed out. And it's honestly been like that ever since. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) I called, I called my friend whose husband is a police officer. And I was like, um, I don't know what to do. Cause, oh, cause then the, he was with a girl and the girl came up to the, Mm -hmm. to the house after that and was like demanding food again. And I basically told her like, look, like there's, there's not a conversation to be had anymore. Like the things he said, like, I'm not comfortable interacting with you guys anymore. So you need to leave, which was the perfect thing to say. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I'm calling the cops. And I was like, honestly, please do like, please do. Because at They're this not point, come like for a Postmates call, no, that's what, what I'll it, tell you. Like you just said like basically a death threat. So like you're, you're out of like, mm-hmm. you know, so anyways, um, and she, she was like, okay, he's on duty. He said, there's nothing you can do, but if they come back, like don't interact, like, call call 911 but also here's his personal number and I felt so much safer yeah. I was like, okay. I'm like okay we're good we're fine I have my hero in my pocket I'm good <laughs> but yeah that was it was a weird it was like the it hit midnight and we were like okay are you guys tired like cool <laughs> like it was weird it was weird and you had an allergy attack oh I had a bad allergy attack. that was our that was our start so happy yeah. new year to me so if you guys were thinking you had a bad new year's well we just hopefully made you feel you're better welcome you're welcome Okay, um, Ash, well, you want to like start us off with something? You oh, got to turn it up. I have you a got turn a story. it up. If you guys, do you want to explain what a turn it up is while sure. I go ahead and pull it up? Tearing it up is basically a segment. My name is Taryn. I do awkward, weird things happen to me, blah, 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 et cetera. So I started sharing them in the beginning of this podcast. It turned into this movement where people started sharing their <laughs> embarrassing movement movements. It's very accurate. I said <laughs> embarrassing movements. <laughs> um, and then it kind of got name tearing it up you know brought back mm-hmm. my old myspace name and then it's it's a thing now it's a thing it's a thing it's ashley's honestly it's ashley's favorite part it's of my episode. favorite because i love a good laugh okay <laughs> here we go let's get into it hi ash and taryn i love when people call me ash yeah does it make you feel i'm trying it, to think Im- what immediately it could be a complete stranger but when people call me ash i feel completely like i've I get this sense of comfort. Like I feel safe with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think tear. it's because like all my friends and family call me Ash. Yeah. So anyways, I get tear or when I always, always guys have called me T and I yeah. always felt like, okay, okay. what's up? I absolutely love you guys and the pod. And also I've watched Ashley and Alicia's videos for years now. Also <laughs> shameless self promo. I just started a YouTube channel. <laughs> Check it out. And she sent us a link, which is super cute. cute. Um, anyways, onto my tearing it up. Okay. So this story starts out when I was in the mountains for Christmas break to go skiing. My family consists of me and my older brother and mom and dad. We had all stopped at the lodge bathroom before we started skiing. We were all going to meet outside the front of the lodge when we were done. I finished quickly and went to find my family. 
keep in mind, this is during COVID-19. So obviously masks are required, making it hard to recognize people. So I saw my dad, she puts in parentheses, or so I thought. No. And I ran over to him. He was scrolling on his phone. And me being the obnoxious daughter that I am, I lean over his shoulder to see what he's looking at. It was some girl's Instagram. And I became instantly intrigued. I grabbed his phone out of his hand and yelled, I'm going to tell mom. (laughs) He looked annoyed and grabbed the phone from me. And it was at this point that I realized he was not my dad. Oh, my God. It was a random skier, dude. And oh my gosh, it was so awkward. I ran back to the bathroom and stayed in the stall for 20 minutes until I thought for sure he had to have left. Anyways, I hope you got a good laugh. I love you guys so much. And I and remember to look at someone's face before you snatch their phone from them. So good. That's so funny. I didn't think about, I mean, I guess because like when I'm out in public, I'm not really like interacting with anyone mm-hmm. or like, I go with you to the store and it's like, we're together the whole time. Yeah. But I didn't think about that, like mistaking people. Yes. (laughs) And I will say, um, me and my family went to the mountains, uh, during this holiday season as well to go snowboarding with beanies and masks and sometimes goggles. You don't, I couldn't find Alicia. (laughs) Unless you're wearing like a very bright patterned color or something. I was like, where is she? You know, that's scary. If you think about kids. Yeah. Like if you had your kids with you, they'd be be like, where are you? Neon yellow so that I could spot him or her from like anywhere you know i've never been a fan of alicia's (laughs) honestly but right now i'd have that kid strapped it's hard like you can't see their face and it's it's rude to ask someone to remove their mask if you're not sure so it's like you just you know it's hard yeah it's a hard time it's hard time dude Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box, a fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available, and they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. 
Okay, so before I get to my story, just a refresher, because I don't know, you know, it's a new year. Mm-hmm. We're anticipating some new people coming to us, mm-hmm. manifesting growth. So if you guys are <laughs> new, uh, we are on all the socials. We have, we're the most, I would say we're most active on Instagram mm-hmm. and it's uh, unsolicited advice pod, but we have a YouTube channel so you can watch us. Sitting on Ashley's bed <laughs> with our little further table notice. trays. Um, and we have Twitter, which, I mean, we need to step up on. We have all the things. So mm-hmm. um, definitely follow us. We like to interact the most on Instagram, like I said, and especially like preparing for episodes. We'll do polls and things like that on there. So anyways, if you want more of us, you know, that's where you can go. Follow us there. All right. I'm going to get into my story. Um, it is titled, am I wrong for missing him? Ooh. And I will say this one was definitely a different topic than I thought by mm. reading it. What would you guess? I would think that, uh, him and her broke up Uh-huh. and it's a good thing, but she still wants yes. him. That's what I thought. Right? I was like, basically it's a crappy breakup where she's like, I'm he's toxic, but I miss like, him. He's a jerk, but I still want him yeah. and I miss him. And I went into it being, cause I'm such, I mean, mm-hmm. if any of you have listened to every episode, I get really heated when people feel bad for feeling anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ooh, I'm going in. What's right? our quote? Your feelings are valid. Yeah. You're fit. Every, you have a right to feel whatever what you feel. feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have like a solid quote, but we should. Someone just should made coin it. it. Should we? Should we do it? I just what reposted it. Someone made an edit. Oh, your feelings are always valid. Your feelings are always valid. Draw by Hannah. Hey Draw girl, by Hannah. She made us an edit. That said I just want to say all of the like edits we get are literally my favorite pastime. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. never stop. I will say though, I miss that like weird edits where they put like our faces on things. Yes. So that was you want to get time. creative with that? You know, <laughs> just gonna throw it out there. Okay, dear Taryn and Ash, you got called Ash again. They know you. Thing. They love you. It's a thing. I want to start by saying I love you too and love y'all's podcast. I really feel like I have two new best friends in y'all and y'all bring so much light on my darker days. Guys, I remember <laughs> when we first started and people would write y'all and I'd feel so uncomfortable saying it. Oof, yeah. And now I feel so fluent in y'all. Yeah. And I even use it more like in just my everyday See, language. The other day it just fell out so naturally. And I was, I like shocked myself and I like, had to take a moment and just be like, did I just casually say yeah. y'all and like and mean it we're and like do it, it off. well? Like yeah. I, I did that. The first time I you read it, I'd changing be like, us. y'all. Y'all are like, changing what us. Okay. See what I did? Yes. Good job. Thank you. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So much light on my darker days. I would like to remain anonymous, but y'all can know my name. Look, Ash. that's her name, but we can't <gasps> say it. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> This email is really hard to write, but I hope by typing it out, I feel a little less crazy and a little less alone. Also, I do have a therapist and I will be sharing all of this with her as well. Good for you, girl. I love I'm, that. I'm actually in the process of looking for a therapist mm-hmm. because I just feel I've felt really like heavy and like in a cloud for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool because I'm not scared of that. Like I never have been scared of when I start to enter into a depression because I know that like 
I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's just like something's happening, you know? So I learned a long time ago to not fear that place, but be like, okay, you're going, you're going there. We're going into a season. Notify someone you love, Mm -hmm. make sure you're still taking steps. But if that means I need to lay in bed and be sad, that's fine. If that means I need to tell my roommates, guys, I'm in it right now. And like, I need a day. That's fine. Mm -hmm. So I definitely am probably the the lowest I've been since quarantine in a in a weird way though I'm still like fine and I don't even know if people would necessarily recognize that I'm in that place but but I I definitely am at the phase now of like starting to like take steps to get out like I've let myself be in it and Mm -hmm. now I'm like okay girl like let's get some fresh air you know what I mean yeah and I feel like you'll go through periods where like you'll be you really want to talk about it with us and then there's periods where you don't and it's just like okay you got to learn to just like bob and weave and flow with it and just realize that this is something that you're in but eventually you'll get out of it yeah but it doesn't it's not bad to sit there and be in it for a second and it's so funny because I feel like we like you're similar to where you separate Mm -hmm. I think the difference is is like I definitely can tell more outwardly when you're going through stuff where sometimes you'll have to be like, like you have to like ask for clarification. I have zero poker face. Yeah. yeah. If I'm mad, you know, if I'm sad, you know, and I'm probably playing music that goes along with that. (laughs) I come downstairs and it's Bon Iver and candles are lit. I'm like, Oh, she's in a solid place. Some kind of way. (laughs) So good. But anyways, all this to say, I just, I, I feel like, A lot of us, I think too, because we had so much hope for like a new year and we're being met with like more just like dysfunction in our world. And so I think a lot of us need to be careful of where that brings. Mm Because sometimes when you're on a really high hope level and it gets met with disappointment, it's easy to fall into that. So don't be scared of it, but Mm-mm. like look it straight in the face and be like, all right, you're here. It's like having like <laughs> like a depressed um, twin that's like chained to you that you're just like, okay, I'm acknowledging, like you're sitting right here with mm-hmm. me. So like, I'm going to be here with you. We're going to get through this together and then like move forward, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't, that was a weird analogy, but you get my drift. Okay. Um, my 34 year old cousin has battled addiction for over a decade. Growing up, we were close, even though there's a large age gap between me and him and my, and his brothers. They became like older brothers I've never, the older brothers I've never had. My cousin would always listen to my stories about the Jonas brothers or the boys I had crushes on and had the best heart. He was so funny and hardworking. Sadly, my cousin lost his fight with his addiction on January 1st of this year. 2021 started off by telling 2020 to hold its beer for my family. (laughs) Girl, I feel that. Um, sadly, as we all got older, we drifted apart and I haven't even talked to or seen this cousin in probably around three years. So here's where I need advice. His death has hit me like a train, but I feel like I have no right to mourn losing him because we hadn't spoken in so long. We had a whole life. He had a whole life with a girlfriend and kids and his brothers and parents. So I feel like they have the right to mourn losing him, but I don't. I've been sobbing alone at night, realizing he is no longer around and I can't get back in touch with him. I also mourn all the life he didn't get to live, both while he was here and now that he is gone. 
I'm thankful he's in heaven, free from the chains of his addictions, but I miss him dearly. I still feel wrong for mourning, and I'm unsure how to express this to my family and best friends. I feel like I could use a hug, but I am the type of person who is so independent. She will never ask for help from anyone. I know it's wrong, and I'm trying to work on it. Do y'all have any advice? I'm sorry I rambled and that this has some dark topics on it. Love y'all a ton and pray that y'all are blessed as much as you bless your listeners. Much love, Anonymous. Mm. Wow, that's not at all what I thought it was going to be. same. Same. Oh, that is so rough. I'm so sorry. That's a rough start to an already like rough couple of months. I just like, obviously, I'm sure you were going to say the same thing too. Like, first of all, never question if you have a right to feel anything Mm -hmm. because- Mm -hmm. Like the thing is, even when we feel things that we don't understand why it hits us so hard, it's all, there's always so much more that's under the surface. Like you have no idea what can trigger a big emotional response. Yeah. So I think by trying to like hide from that or feel shameful for feeling anything, sometimes like you miss coming to that revelation of why it really is affecting you. Yeah. So I think like you can't, even when you feel things that you're like, Ooh, that's embarrassing. Like, Mm -hmm. why do I feel that? It still is something that like your body and your mind and your heart is telling you. So I, I, first of all, want to say like, you got to take that pressure off of you because you have every right to be mourning this loss. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care if you haven't talked to your cousin in years. I have friends that like, we had a horrible friend breakup and it's been over like five plus years, but I still would mourn them if they if I lost them Mm -hmm. like people have seasons in your life and they have meaning to you Mm -hmm. and so I think you have every right to be feeling what you're feeling yeah and I think that's where I first want to start off like take that pressure completely off of you um because you're never gonna get your full healing from like mourning and not that you ever get closure when you lose someone but um, to start that healing process, you need to first be able to give your permission, yourself permission to feel that, you know? Yeah. A thousand percent. And I think with stuff like this, the older I get, the more I realize the second, like words are so powerful. The second you speak something out and, and share that feeling, like that thought of feeling like you don't deserve to mourn him. The second you share that with someone, the more normal it feels and like the less scary it is. And 99% of the time, the person you're sharing it with has felt that to some degree. Like, yeah. I feel like I've told Taryn some pretty dark stuff and she's just been like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's true. You know? And I yeah. like, it yeah, took yeah. everything. I don't share very easily. And it took everything in me to like give that to Taryn and she'll just be like, Oh yeah, I've done that. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait, what? I thought I was <laughs> like this horrible we about person. This. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, you know, I was this, this like, I thought I was sick in the head for thinking certain things or doing certain things. And then I'll share it with a friend and they always are just like, oh, that's normal. Yeah. Like we, I've done that before. It's okay. And I guarantee you, if you share how you're feeling with your parents or a family member or even a friend, they're going to be like, that's a normal feeling. Yeah. And, and you're, you're not a horrible person for feeling that way or you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, it makes total sense. And like, I mean, it's your cousin, like it's a family, like, and nobody's going to be like, 
oh, your cousin passed? Well, how long since you've talked to them? Like, nobody's mm-hmm. going to react that way. It's your cousin. So it's it's your family member. I mean, think about even, like, when Kobe passed, how much that affected Oof, everyone yeah. who hasn't even met him. But it's because everyone felt like a slight connection to him and, like, watching his career and his just, mm-hmm. like, pff, freaking brilliance on the court and so it's it's it doesn't matter that's the thing like that's what you have to cut is it doesn't matter like if you feel um a connection and a sadness to Mm -hmm. someone like you have a right to be sad if they pass you know what I mean LA was a dark place when Kobe died and I cried no none of us actually knew the guy you know but like we all you know, felt some kind of representation through him. And I'm not even a huge sports person, but it's a sad story, you know? And it's like, you watched him growing up. Like my dad always watched him. And it's just, there's little things of little connections, even if you don't know the person that will cause those emotions in you. So you are 100% valid for feeling that, but also have like, it's your cousin. You have every right. (laughs) I, um, I, we recently lost a family friend to COVID and it was a rough, it was a rough time for me. And I felt the same like guilt because, um, I was really close with, uh, his daughter growing up. And then we kind of had like different things in life that like kind of just made us, you know, like separate, kind of go on our own paths. And, I felt the same way of like, oh my gosh, like I haven't, yeah, our families have been so tight since like I was born basically, but it's been so long since I've been like close with her. And so I felt that same way. And I finally just reached out because I was like, I don't care. Like I still love her no matter what. And so Mm -hmm. I reached out and said, sorry. And like tried to like help any way I could. And so we recently hung out and I just was honest with her about that. And and she said something, I'm, I'm telling you, first of all, it's, it's just felt so good because there's been reconciliation in our relationship, but also she's the way watching her process, the loss of her dad. I mean, I could cry right now. It's been like, just like crazy. Cause mm. I can't, I can't even imagine like what that's like, but, um, she said something to me because we were talking about like how people, when you go through something and because of social media, like everything's so public, right? Yes. So Jeez. we were talking about how like people come out of the woodwork and is that, is that how that phrase Woodwork, Woodwork, woodwork. woodwork. Um, come, come out of nowhere and are all of a sudden, you know, oh my God, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry sending you love. Like people who were never nice to you, people who like, yeah. whatever. So I told her, we were talking about that. And I told her, I said, I was afraid. Like, I didn't want you to think I was disingenuine by reaching out. And she said like the most beautiful thing is she was like, she was like, I realized when everyone was reaching out, everyone else is mourning my dad too. Mm. And she's like, every person who's reaching out, that means that like they, my dad impacted them somehow. Mm -hmm. They're sad and they're hurting. And by reaching out, it's a way for them to feel better. And she's like, and I realized like, I'm okay with that because like, that just means like my dad meant a lot. And I was just like, that is so beautiful that she's able to see, even though she's going through the hardest time of her life, she's seeing all these people and realizing like everyone's mourning him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't, not at the degree she is and will never feel that. Right. But everyone is still like mourning the loss of him because he was a great man, you know? It's almost like 
honoring him as well by checking in on his family, yeah. you know, yeah. and it doesn't mean that they're going to show up every single day and yeah, actually take care of you, but like checking in because they cared about him. Yeah. Which is a cool way to think about oh, it. Totally. So I think all this to say, like, I think whether, you know, you don't have to keep like reaching out to the people that are close to him. If, if you feel like they need space, but this is your personal journey and your story. And right now you're sad. You lost someone you loved. So share that with your family, share it with your friends. Um, you know, me and Ash even like had a talk cause I was having a really hard day after one of them and I mm-hmm. kind of separated and I told them, I'm like, I know, like, obviously you guys aren't going to like be in this with me to an extent because you don't, you didn't know him. You're not feeling the things I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So they still were there for me, but I was able to separate, like, obviously like I'm sad right now and like, they're not going through what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So if they say a response to something in a way that I'm like, I'm over sensitive. I'm getting my feelings hurt by everything. Yeah. You have to separate. Like if people aren't going through what you're going through, they're not going to be able to meet you exactly where you need mm-hmm. all the time. But if you're not going to explain to them where you're at, then you also can't get mad if they're not knowing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I had to sit and tell Ash, like I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling right now. Yeah. And then she was able to like, be like, okay, I'm going to keep checking in on you. Like that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm circle talking a little, but, but I just think all this to say, like you, you have to share with people when you're sad, like you Mm -hmm. have to, otherwise it life is so lonely and that just creates so much room for different altercations because you're going to be more sensitive. You're going to be needing people, but they don't know, you know what I mean? It Mm -hmm. just creates confusion. So I think you definitely need to give yourself freedom to mourn. You have every single right to mourn. And I think your friends and family need to be aware that you're struggling. And I think if you haven't already, I would reach out and just say, like, I think there's, there's not really like, it's just words really like Mm -hmm. when people pass, like I know when I lost my grandpa, I struggled with the things people would say to me, like them telling me like, Oh, well he's in a better place. I was like, okay. Yeah. But like, I want him here. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to like, things don't always like bring comfort. But what brought me comfort was just the people that were like, I loved him and I love you and I'm here for you if you need anything, that kind of thing. So I would still like reach out to your family, let them know you love them and you're here for him and that you're mourning too. And, you know, just give yourself freedom to do what you feel like you need to in this time. So yeah, thank you so much Anonymous for trusting us with that story. I hope you feel supported through this and um, we're sending you a hug and girl, go get that hug. Like go to just walk up to someone and be like, I need a hug. (laughs) I need a hug. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Someone in your germ circle. Yeah. In your germ circle. Not strangers. Just to clarify. Not, not people. We're not promoting that. That you don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shoot. All right, Ash, you got yes. something for us? I am very excited because um, Taryn and I have been talking about doing an Enneagram episode, yes. like a fully dedicated Enneagram episode on this podcast for pff, well over a year now. Yeah. I mean, we, we were, we've been talking about it since we started this podcast. Um, 
This is not that episode. We are going to be doing that episode in the future, but I am going to be sharing an Enneagram story that someone sent in. So in preparation for mm. our big Enneagram episode, yes. I wanted to let you guys know that one, we're doing it. Two, if you don't know what the Enneagram is, we are going to start on our Instagram, which is why we said it earlier. Follow us there. We are going to be sending out links um, to different types of tests. There's a bunch of free ones. There's also like a legit one where you can pay for it. I'm not going to push that on you guys. So Wait, we're going to have- pu- Can I push it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I, I highly recommend <laughs> paying the $12 and doing it because I took so many of the free ones and I'm not joking. One of the free ones I took- I was with a group of people and we all took a free one because we were sharing it and I took it and it legit said, we can't give you an answer (laughs) because like it was like I scored basically on all these different ones. So I, it wasn't until I took the $12 one that I really got a clear defined answer that made sense for me. Yeah. So I know if you don't have $12, don't feel pressure because I think another thing, and you told me this, mm-hmm. like if, if you take the free one and you're kind of confused, which one you fall under, just go through and read the, the explanation of each one. Mm-hmm. And the one that makes you feel, what'd you tell me? The most the uncomfortable. one that bothers you is usually the one <laughs> yeah. that you are. Like when I read what I was, I was like, Oh hell no. Like, no. Nope. It's almost like, I don't want to be that because (laughs) something in you knows that that's what you struggle with. So let me just preface, um, a little bit. This is not magic. This is not, you know, like going to fix all your problems. Um, but let me just go ahead and explain exactly what it is. Um, according to (laughs) truity.com, the definition (laughs) and meaning of Enneagram is, The Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. Love that. Period. There's Mm -hmm. basically nine different types. um, And there is a lot that goes into this. We're not going to, we're not that deep. We're not going to go into it all that, you know, all the different details of it. Um, But basically you are a number and you have a wing and you basically get to find out what you struggle with how you interpret the world, what your love language is kind mm-hmm. of, and also what like bothers you the most. And um, me and Taryn have found this to be extremely helpful. Like oh God, the so best helpful. life tool that I have found thus far in my relationship with Taryn, in my relationship mm-hmm. with my family, and just me understanding myself, me understanding my sister who I've lived yeah. my whole life with. Like once I took this test, realized who I was, realized who she was. I was like, no wonder every, I remember I listened cause we were listening to the sleeping at last podcast mm-hmm. because he did a song for every number. And I'm sure we'll get more into we'll that. We'll post that on Instagram yeah. as well. Um, but I listened to the nine episode and I remember I was by myself driving and I started crying because <laughs> I was like, this poor girl, I'm talking about Ash, like yeah. <laughs> this is what goes on in her head. And I talked to her about it later and she was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So yeah, it is such a tool, not only for, I've learned more about myself through this than anything, because it just brings up so many defining questions about like your motivations in life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And this is what I need to be careful of. So we're huge freaking fans, like huge fans. And like she said, like, I've never really been into like horoscopes or like, you know, like things that are like, like the motivation type stuff. that's like quick fix, like do this and then this will happen. Mm -hmm. But this is just such a like magnifying glass into like who you are. It's extremely uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, and there, what's cool is like, I'm, I'm a two, 
and I know other twos and yeah, we relate to some of the same stuff, but we also don't. So it's yeah. not like a, like, uh, everything you read, it's going to be like that. It's, it's, there's so many pieces to it. So anyways, we're big fans. We're big, big fans. And that episode will be coming up. So if you guys don't know what you are and you are interested and you want to be a part of that episode, possibly You've been warned. then go to our Instagram. We'll have the swipe up links to the test, take the test, and then maybe send us a couple stories that you think, um, could be a good read for our Enneagram yes. episode. Wait, does that mean your story is about the Enneagram? My story is about the Enneagram. Oh, and I'm so happy that you said you're a two because so is this Stop. girl. Yes. Hello. Okay, okay. I'm thriving. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get into it. This one is titled, A Helper Who Cannot Help. Uh-oh, I already also, feel bad for you. <laughs> they put in the title, Not Anonymous, which was very helpful. We asked for that last time to yeah. start putting it in the title. Love that. And you did it. And I couldn't be more grateful. <laughs> Love that. So there's that. Um, she writes, hello, beautiful souls. Uh, hello. Sounds Sometimes, like a two like, already. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like warm <laughs> greetings like that just get yeah. me. My heart feels full. Or when people are like, oh, you're such a goddess. They're like, like, you're oh. so, I'm just like, oh. I instantly like sit up a little taller. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Posture? Yeah. <laughs> Before we begin, let me give you both a big head. <laughs> I am an OG listener. Heard an ad before your episode and subscribed before it even dropped. I have loved getting to know both of you through this show and following your socials and Ashley's YouTube. You both inspire me to be the best version of myself and have really helped me through my late 20s. Oh, love that. Well, my head feels big now. I know. I love it. Okay. Now onto my current situation. I am an Enneagram two wing three. In oh my parentheses, God. she adds, Taryn is legit my soul sister and spirit <laughs> animal. <laughs> Basically guys, they share the same Enneagram number and wing. So they're very yes. similar in personality. Yes. So of course I love helping people. Also, I'm going to throw this in. I was going to say, do you want to explain what yeah, a two is? the number two. Well, actually, I feel like you should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since you are one. Um, okay, so the two is the helper. And basically, like, our existence in life is to, like, love and help and care for others. And our biggest struggle is we don't take care of ourselves because our focus is on everyone else. So the way that we get love is by people loving us. Mm -hmm. so so it can, it can get into a very unhealthy, almost manipulative state and manipulative in like the best way, because mm -hmm. I feel like that's my struggle when I read about twos is I'm, I'm not a manipulative person. So when I hear that, I freak out, mm -hmm. but it's more in the sense of like desperation. Yeah. So like, for instance, if I'm in an unhealthy place and I'm needing love, I might go over the top to do things for Ash because I'm hoping that she'll then tell me that I'm needed or loved yeah. or things like that. So it, it can get into an unhealthy, almost like too clingy of a mm -hmm. state, which we've, we've definitely, yeah. a two being best friends with a nine is, like it's very funny because <laughs> I'm the most like independent, don't touch me. Yeah. I don't need you kind of person. Yeah. And I've learned that I have to, she's got to throw people, me a bone for people that I care about. I need to learn how to vocalize yeah. my feelings yeah. for them. Ashley's, Ashley's the type of person who's like, okay, but like, Six months ago in the car, I told you you're my best friend in the whole wide world. <laughs> so I don't understand why you need me to look at you, you know and tell friend. you. Yeah. I told you 5,000 months ago. Why are we still having this conversation? <laughs> we have this conversation already. Where I'm like, I need you to wake up every morning and be like, good morning, my best friend in the whole wide world. 
<laughs> anyways, wow. That so, was anyways, funny. that's a two. So we love we love so aggressively, but we're left lacking sometime in yeah. and self care is hard for us. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes they always put everyone else first. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she puts. So of course I love helping people. It's just who I am and what I know to do best in all of my relationships. Unfortunately, I'm at a loss on how to help my best friend right now. A little backstory. We were roommates in college and she's been my best friend ever since. She's 26 and we've been doing life together for about eight years now. She was there through so many of my difficult moments. She is also an Enneagram too. And she's been there for my happiest moments. Most recently, my wedding as my maid of honor. I love that. Oh, cute. Sometimes I forget to pick the mic up. I was like, so I'm just talking <laughs> into the room. So my friend, let's call her Anne. Anne has been in a relationship for nearly five years with her boyfriend. We can call him Fred. And she's obviously very ready for the next step. She's two years older than he is. So he's just not quite where she is when it comes to emotions and maturity. Along with this, they both struggle immensely with mental health concerns, depression and anxiety for Anne, major depression and potential bipolar disorder for Fred. For years now, I have felt like she's just in this relationship because she feels like she doesn't deserve or won't find someone else to love her. While he is a good guy, he has always treated her dot, 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 more like just a friend or roommate. Fred tends to shut down hardly answers questions when he is spoken to and neglects neglects to take his meds regularly. Anne has been his rock for so long, but it seems like she is extremely codependent because she has to remind him to do things like register for classes or eat meals. I could go on and on, but I think you get the picture. I told Anne time and time again that she's too good for him, but she only responds with, he's my person and I believe in our relationship. But clearly he doesn't feel the same because he's never on her level. In August, she uprooted her life and moved four hours away with him so he could start a five-year PhD program because he couldn't afford to live alone. He also recently purchased a ring, but now he's saying he might not finish school and he isn't ready to get married. If Fred can't even love himself and take care of himself, how will he ever be able to love and take care of Anne? It's a great question. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fred has always struggled with communication and commitment. Their relationship even started after they had been together and broken up once. This past week, they went to visit his family and Fred decided he needed time away from Anne so he stayed home instead of being with her. But of course, he waited until they were trapped in a car for four hours to say this. For the past almost week, she's messaged me saying she is afraid he's going to dump her because he's being distant. Anyway... This is much longer than I intended, but I wanted to make sure you had all the facts. So, dot, 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 Taryn and Ashley, what do I do? I don't know if I will ever be okay with their relationship because I'm afraid and almost certain that it will end in disaster, leaving me to pick up the pieces of my very best friend's heart. How can I help her if she's not willing to help herself? What do I do if slash when they split up? How does a helper survive when they can't help one of the people closest to them? I hope you get a chance to read this and have some wise words for my little helpless heart. Thanks again for all the light you bring into my life week after week. Sincerely, Rebecca. P.S. Here's a goofy picture of me and Anne, quote, (laughs) from my wedding this past year. They're so cute. Look at you. Uh, You're stunning. Look at the flowers too. There's something about white and red. Yeah. At weddings. That's just like 
classy. It always I makes me think it. of Twilight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Same. <laughs> same. Oh my gosh. You. This is so cute. Ash. Someday oh. if we get married, I said it. <laughs> someday take if we get you. pictures. <laughs> She said someday if we get married. Uh, that's where okay. we're at this year. Yes, it's TBH. Wow. Um, Rebecca, thank you so much for sharing the story. I could, I'm actually very thrilled that Taryn is a two slash wing three um, because I feel like we're going to get like the best of this, the best advice from her. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of feelings, but do you want to start it off? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like Oof. reading this or hearing Ashley read this. I was like, I've been there before and I also can empathize with you so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it is one of the hardest things when your literal existence feels like it is to care about the people you love yeah. when the people you love don't want your help. Like yeah. it's hard. And I think there's, there's different levels I want to approach. First of all, I think that what I've learned is that the more I'm able to make sure that I'm healthy myself, the better I can help someone else. Like that whole analogy of like, um, the airplane, like how Mm. they say to put the masks on the parents before they put it on the kids. I never used to understand that, especially because of how I think I'm like, that's the most selfish thing ever. Like I'll Mm -hmm. never do that. But it's the whole, like you can't help someone if you're not healthy. So I think like in times where people are, your whole focus is so hard on someone else and like that they're not okay. Those are the times that I feel like I need to check in with myself the most. Cause I can sometimes become so obsessed with that. Yeah. That I almost become too involved. Yes. And yes. Overbearing. Yes. So I think like, obviously like I would have to ask so many more clarifying questions to see like where you're really at in this situation. Mm -hmm. But I think what I would say is every, every time you're feeling like you're so consumed and like, what do I do for her? Make sure you're checking in with yourself too. But also like, it's so hard because like with relationship stuff, you can say as much as you want, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I've been there before. Like if, if she, and if she's, does it say she's a two, two or what? She's also a two. I don't know if she's a wing three, but they're both twos. I being a two that was in a relationship that went on way longer than it should have. Like she, I couldn't, I couldn't give up on him. Like I, I knew we were both struggling with things and I, when you are too, like you're so committed to the people in your life. So the sad fact is she, it, it is going to end in heartbreak. Like that's kind of, it's going to be what happens, whether it's him leaving her or maybe she like is able to understand like by me staying with him and trying to help him so much, like it's almost doing more harm, mm. which is hard for, for her to, to realize. Like, it's hard to be like, oh, like my help is hurting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So she probably is going to stay with him and want to be with him and things like that. So the only thing you can do is continue to be there for her and more invest in like her emotional health mm-hmm. 
not in the relationship. Like make sure like she's doing things for herself, encourage her to journal, encourage her to read books, encourage her for therapy, spa days, therapy, like kind of like try to help gas her up so that she's taking care of herself. And hopefully as she continues to get more healthy, she'll have some clarity, but also just prepare for that day when you're going to need to pick her up. And Mm -hmm. like, that's hard, but also that's part of being friends is knowing like, wow, she's making a mistake and it's, it kills me that she's not listening to me, but like, I'll be here to catch her when she falls, you know? Yeah. And I think as a friend, and this is coming from someone who's a little more independent that wouldn't necessarily want to interject myself into the situation, I would do everything I can to make sure that I've said my entire feelings. Um, if I were you, I would talk to her. I'd maybe take buy her coffee or, you know, take her, I don't know if you can do that right now, but like maybe buy her a little gift or sit her down, make her dinner and just be like, Hey, I feel the need to share what's been on my heart. I want to like, um, fully like let you know, I'm not going anywhere. I support you. I'm a ride or die. Like if, if we're doing this, we're doing this and I will be there for you this entire time. But I have to let you know that I think this is a bad decision. Like I would, preface it with all the love and support Mm -hmm. that you have that you feel in your little two heart (laughs) but also like as a friend I think it is your job to tell the truth yeah but then at the same time some of us just have to learn the hard way yeah and some of us it doesn't matter how many people give you advice or tell you this is a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Some of us just have to walk down that road for ourselves and learn for ourselves. And that yeah. is her right as an adult, as a human being. Um, so I think obviously you're the one, me and Taryn don't know her. You know her best. I think if I were you and I was in the situation knowing what I know, I would tell her how I feel, that I think it's a bad decision. However, I'll be there. If it goes good, I'll be there. If it goes bad. And then I would just let her do her thing. Yeah. But I would, I would get that off my chest because otherwise oh, it'll haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Something I definitely think that I've found helpful and I've done with Ash quite a few times before I just ask people like what they want my role to be. Yeah. So like with Ash, like oh, yeah. she's, she's started dating a guy before that I was like very wary of. And I straight up just sat with her and I was like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. what, like, what do you like? what is this guy to you? Like, yeah. are, are you just having fun? Uh-huh. Like, are, are you in it for the long haul? And then I just said, like, do I, do you want to know my opinion? Do you want me to just be supportive? Like, what do you want from me? You know what I mean? Yeah. And even with other people, like if she's been in a situation where she's frustrated, I'm like, you want me to be mad with you or do you want like my advice? And yeah. like, do you she's, want my honest opinion or yeah. do you want me to just like be here and yeah, you know, And there's times I tell her the same thing. I'll be like, I need you to talk crap with me because I'm pissed. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so I think that's what I've learned. And I would sit with her and with Ash, like I've been like, okay, here are my concerns. I'm just going to tell you them. But now like, you know what I'm concerned about, but I want you to know, like, I'm still going to support you and I'm still nice to the guy. Like, I'm still like, I get excited for her when she tells me like, oh, this happened and it's fun. But there's, it's just like, you have to kind of like ask what you, what they want your place to be in. And that's helpful for me because then I can be like, okay, they don't want it. They're not in a place. They want to hear what you have to say. So like you have to almost like shut that down Mm -hmm. until you feel like you're at a place where you have to say something. So I would just like, when you go to meet with her, be like, Hey, 
I, I love you to death. I have zero reason or like weird motivation for talking to you about this stuff, but I love you and I'm always going to be around to protect you and to push you to be your best. So I want to share with you some concerns, but I also want you to know, like from the top, like I will support you and I will be here for you and I will love you and I will be happy when you're happy, sad when you're sad, but I can't call myself your best friend if I don't look out for you and at least just communicate like when I'm concerned. Yes. So I think if you lay that base, then sometimes like when you just put something in someone's head, then they start to see it for themselves. Mm -hmm. So that, that would be my suggestion, but it's hard as a two to kind of shut it down when you need to, but you have to make sure because if not, it becomes all consuming and it starts to really affect you. So I would say what you need to say, make sure you really practice and are clear with like the points you're going to make. Yeah. And then once you get that out, then just be there to support her. And like I said, like focus all your energy and making sure she's healthy so that she hopefully can make the right decision on her own. Yeah. I completely agree with Taryn and it's okay to be a little selfish as a two and, and get this off, off your chest. Um, my mom had a, a a friend who she definitely took on way too much of her friend's problems and life issues and it became hers and it really did like dramatically affect yeah, her life happens and yeah. if she were here she'd be like listen <laughs> boundaries <laughs> you need to draw a line and protect yourself and your heart as well so if this feels like this is something that might be taking over your life which it sounds like it might be like right there yeah. like kind of on the edge of like this could be taking over mm-hmm. your thoughts um then, you know, do this for her, but also do this for you and, and get it off your chest so that it's done. And you can actually, you know, move forward with being a a good friend and you don't have to think about it anymore because it's done. Yeah, no, I fully agree. (sighs) Rebecca. But it's hard. It's a dude being everyone. I feel like people read the Enneagrams and they're like, I've read so many things that are like, oh, twos are the only ones that like you read it and you're like, of course you would want to be a two. Like twos are so lucky. They don't have all these like, you know, you read the other ones and there's a lot of like more what can be interpreted as negative things like Mm. right from the top. Yeah. But being, (laughs) yeah, being a two is, is really, it really is hard. And especially during this time, like I think a lot of twos find themselves in occupations too, where they're helping a lot. Like my job was with kids and, and getting families support for when there's, you know, developmental delays and things like that. So when I, when I first entered quarantine, I was like, why am I struggling so hard? Cause you're like life's purpose disappeared. Nobody needs me right now. And then I live (laughs) with two people who are the most like independent, let's do dinner. Let's leave the house without saying goodbye people. And I was like, what is happening? Like, and so it's, it's been funny cause I've, I've definitely learned, I've had to learn more about you guys, like yeah. for my survival, like yeah. I've had to understand you more to where I don't take things personal and I know how you guys work so I can adjust like how I need to work. Yeah. But I think a lot of twos right now being stuck in a house and not in like, you know, if I was living with a husband, that's different. Cause we're dependent on each other. If I'm have kids, they need me. But right now I'm like, maybe I'm just obsessed with my dog and like I'm here and I'm doing what I need to, but mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense why, especially now because you are at home, like you're fi- you might fixate more on things 
as a two. So yeah. just be aware of that. Yeah. And obviously we'll get in more into this in the actual oh, yeah, episodes, but, um, as a two, if you don't have someone to dote on, to love on, to take care of, you kind of don't really know. This is just me as an outsider, having read what I've read. Um, you don't know what to do with yourself, but it's 100%. This is, I feel like we're getting off topic, but like it's 100% okay for you to focus on you. Yeah. Like it, you don't have to focus on just your dog or just your friend's relationship or your work or, you know, whatever. It's okay to like actually take 100% of the focus and focus it on you yeah. and take care of yourself. So I love that. Rebecca, no, Ash helps me so much. So I think you should also like reach, you, you reach out to your two friends to find support, but you reach out to your other number of friends for them to like, Ash will be like, no, Taryn, do it. Like you need to be selfish. Like do that. You need but to make that that's decision. That's the whole problem is Taryn thinks it's selfish. I do. It's not <laughs> like that literally proves Eek. the point is her focusing on herself feels like a selfish <laughs> act. It's not yeah. everyone else. Every other number does it. And it's actually healthy. Yeah. That's, Obviously there's a line which where is, it becomes narcissistic, but like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it's good. Like you need other people. So yeah. I definitely think you need to lean on others. Find, make sure you're healthy, gas her up in the health epi- episode, um, health area. <laughs> if she's not willing to hear relationship stuff, but we love you. We support you. I feel you. And yeah, everyone who's listening, you better, you better take that test. Cause you're going to yeah. want to know. Cause yeah. every two who's listening right now is like, Oh my God. <laughs> Say <laughs> it again. So yeah. I'm so seen. Totally. So you definitely are going to want to know your number going into this I mean, it might be yes. one episode. It might be two. We don't Maybe know. we'll go through nine. <laughs> Girl. Um, Rebecca, thank you so much for sending this in. Were you done talking about Rebecca? Yeah. Because I, I feel like I mentioned her name twice to end it. And then you kept going. And I was like, oh. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you know how good. I get when I'm it like. It makes sense because she's all excited because she's talking yeah. to a fellow too. <laughs> um, so guys, again, the an Enneagram episode is going to be great. Um Go to our Instagram, figure out your number, read all about your number, listen to the Sleeping at Last episodes about your number. Mm -hmm. If you have a story or just like want to share about your life as that number, please send it in with the title Enneagram episode and said number, like whatever number you are. Um, We're very much looking forward to this. Um, We're going to hold off until we get enough, you know, episodes for, you know, not episodes. I can't speak stories right now. stories yeah yeah we're gonna hold off until we get enough stories um but we're very excited to get this going mm-hmm. um do you have a dad a dad joke to end it yes I do. guys okay so <laughs> i one of my christmas presents from ashley was a book ash got me a dad jokes book that has 301 jokes uh-huh and there should have seen me in the store when I saw it I was like is that a dad joke book I literally <laughs> screamed when I opened this because I was so excited and it's called the bat or it says the best of the worst dad jokes for the painfully punny parents <laughs> I already love it so I'm literally just gonna open and go to the first one okay ready yeah <laughs> okay ready why is it always cold in stadiums in stadiums. In stadiums. Why is it always cold in stadiums? Uh-huh. I don't know. Because they're full of fans. Oh my god! <laughs> I was trying. I was. Uh, I can never it's get so these right. Terrible. 
I wish you guys could see me in the store. I was literally, I had already purchased what I went to purchase and was like waiting for my sister to buy whatever she was buying. And I went in, the, you know, that area where it's just yes. like a bunch of random uh, stuff. Like that's random. dangerous. And me. I was just like sitting there holding my bag and I was looking over everything and I like, it caught my eye and I was just like, it's so good. This literally, is the most Taryn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the had cover to buy has it. finger guns on it. I literally <laughs> went back in line <laughs> to buy it after I had already purchased my purchase. Anyways, that. guys, thank you so much. Um, if you are here and you are here for the dad jokes, you're a true fan and yes, we love you, you guys. Um, get excited for the Enneagram episode. Follow us on our socials and uh, we will talk to you guys in the next yeah. episode. Love you all. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.